Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Lifestyle writer Deborah Stone is back on Big Blend Radio today to talk about visiting Cape Cod and Nantucket in Massachusetts in the off-season, well, the off-season season of spring, which to me, it's like, to me, spring is awesome everywhere, but most people are already starting to head out there right now. It's summer in, well, it's summer here in Tucson, Arizona, let's just say that, uh, but she's got a great article. Uh, if you go to nationalparktraveling.com, just a look in our Massachusetts section in the articles there, you'll be able to read it. And also, if you go to blendradioandtv.com, you'll see uh, Debbie in our expert department, and you can read her past articles with us and also listen to her interviews. But welcome back, Debbie. How are you? Hey, ladies. How are you? Hey, we're good. doing good. We're doing good. Listen, Cape Cod, Nantucket Island, apparently you are hanging out with seals and whales. I'm so and jealous. I mean, you, you've got like, you had an experience of architecture, seafood, art, glass blowing, historic inns. Am I getting it right? Like a good time? Yeah, I was basically. Say, you, yeah, you name it, I had it. And uh, I was very fortunate, I think, to have gone off season because. I had the place to myself. Wow. You know, Nancy and I advocate for off-season. Number one, you get better deals, which we all enjoy. But I don't want the big crowds. Yeah. I'm not like, I don't know what happened after, well, just after I turned 21, I realized that's not for me. And there's something about the beach, and you can have a good time, and it's just, I don't know, I want, I want the experience. And do you get more opportunity to talk to the locals at that time? Absolutely. Because they're able to breathe when it's not. When you're in a seaside town, like in summer, it gets crazy. So the hanging out with the locals doesn't happen as much. Absolutely. And I just think it's a very special time. It's, everything's starting to awaken, to come into bloom. Um, you feel that sense of spring, truly. And, yes, you know, the weather can be up and down, but... I think that uh, it is it is so much there's so much reward to going when you have these beaches to yourself and when you have these nature trails and when you can wander without you know traffic jams and crowds and waiting in in lines for things it just I don't know there's just something about that that just is very special to me yeah, we don't we don't want the drama of that well, because I think sometimes we're already crappy by the time we get to the destination. The last thing you want is more. You know, we don't want to feel like airport drama. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, experiencing the change of weather, then you get an idea what it's really like to live there. And weather's cool, man. It is cool. You know, you just have to, you know, put on a different hat and go, okay, well, that's happening today, so let me either go out and experience it or do something a little bit different than I would normally do. You know, just, but it's cool. I Absolutely, like and I think, uh, you know, Cape Cod with its wonderful outdoor scene is truly special, but there's also all sorts of places that you can investigate. 
inside all these wonderful museums and these you know uh these historical yeah. homes and different places like that so there's options that are available for for all types of weather in my mind so yeah. when when we look at where Cape Cod and Nantucket Island, like I was saying before we brought you on the show, like I've always wanted to go to Nantucket Island from watching Wings, the TV show, when I was a little kid. <laughs> and well, I, would, I don't think I was that little, well, but I was just there's that poem. There was a man from Nantucket. No, 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 no. But I always was like I was always interested in this Uh-oh. fact that people were flying to this island. And, you know, I, this was my versions of Gilligan Island, but, like, I was always interested in what they were doing, and there was, like, people would talk about lobsters and all kinds of, like, things were going on on the island. And I was like, what's going on on the island? So I'm I'm always interested, and in, in it's different, because this is, like, I know you you were on our show talking about Hawaii, Hawaii, and uh, this is going to be a completely different experience when you talk islands. Like, it's different. Absolutely. Absolutely, and this, this uh, we're talking Cape Cod first. It, it's uh, well, it's in the southeast corner of the state of Massachusetts, and um, it is a. Uh, it became a man-made island when they put the canal in back in the uh, uh, early 1900s. But the area itself is very historical, dating back to uh, thousands, ten thousand years ago, and really, uh, basically. People don't understand that before the pilgrims got to Plymouth, uh, which we all know very well, they uh, stopped and sailed into Provincetown, and they signed something very important. It was the uh, Mayflower Compact, which committed that all male passengers needed to pledge uh, to cooperate in the new government. They then went on to Plymouth, but uh, a while later, some of them actually returned to the Cape, uh, because there was uh, good fishing, good farming uh, for their livelihood. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. So then that already started like a, a community, like this is how we're going to be. Because but we've got to. You can't get off the boat unless you sign. Yeah, you've got to be a productive citizen. But I mean, this is kind of when you think about, you know, the founding of America and how we became, like, you know, back in 1776, you know, I think I've got. The year right, I'll be like put into history hell if I didn't. But you know, think about how we became a country, United States, you know, and what it was like back then. But you also have years like thousands of years before that of history as well that w- was there, of course. Correct, and they had, uh, you know, particularly the Native Americans and this. Uh, one particular uh, group, the Wampanoag, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, they mm. were uh, populating the area uh, before the pilgrims even came around in the, the 1620 or whatever it was in that, that time frame. Hmm. So you've got, you got Native American history. You've got here we are coming in on the Mayflower. You've got all this you know, going on. And then at the same time, you talked about the fact of major this was a major hub for the whaling industry now we go please don't hurt our whales but back then i mean this was the way of life and it was a huge huge deal i saw that photo with the big whale skeleton in the whaling museum it looks like a dinosaur yeah that was huge absolutely absolutely that's in nantucket which became really a whaling empire uh back then and uh you know they 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 put whaling on the map, basically, and their whalers and their ships went all over and into the South Pacific and 
everywhere, but uh, for, for, for a number of years, they were on top of the, uh, the, uh, the world in terms of the whaling that occurred. And it was the big industry there in Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Um, Cape Cod was a little different, but uh, definitely Nantucket. And the Whaling Museum is, is uh, you know, the place to go for all that uh, history and for learning all about the industry, the people, um, the, the types of equipment they used, the ships, what they made, et cetera, et cetera. So when you were there, um, you, apparently you oh, let's go to Nantucket where you were, and we'll we'll get our bearings in a second because now we're on the sea of whaling and we're there. But apparently where you stayed, they put like Moby Dick in your room. Like you actually get to have like the actual book in your room so you can read it while you're there. I mean, talk about sense of place. That's cool. Absolutely, um, especially in Nantucket where there's all these historic homes that have become, they've been restored and they've become inns and these charming places. And I stayed in the um, the Periwinkle Guest House, which is right, uh, really well located right there in town. But uh, they put in every room was a copy of Moby Dick, and it, it really uh, kind of set the scene, I think, for visitors to this particular island. It was, for me, it was great. It was like, whoa, they're really, you know, trying to, trying to hook you in there and connect you with the history and with the island. Mm. And and Periwinkle, and I want to stay there just because of the name. <laughs> I know, and I was just going to say I know, I know. I know everybody thinks Periwinkle the flower, but there is a Periwinkle shell. Yeah. That, That's a collect yes. in Shelly Beach. Yeah. There's South Africa kind of, used to collect them. I don't know if they Yeah, there's a, a kind of a snail crab shell thing called a Periwinkle. You're just saying that because it's escargot day today. No, I'm just saying it because I can see the shell, but I, you know, struggling. To it's kind of out like a barnacle what, sail. What snail. lives in it? You know, a snail, mollusk kind of thing, or a crab. But there's a periwinkle shell that's quite nice. Well, there so you go. there, you know, maybe it's named after a flower, or maybe it's not. You know. Hmm. Who knows? But it well, seems there, there, is a, there a, is a guest house. There is a guest house that's named named Periwinkle, and I'm not sure of the uh, the origin, but that would make sense if it was something that came uh, from the sea. That's what I'm well, thinking. But it seemed that where you stayed there, and then also in Cape Cod, um, that you both of them that the the area seems to understand gardens are a part of quality of life. So you, it seems that you got some flower power when you were out there too. Absolutely, and and uh, on Cape Cod, I stayed at the Platinum Pebble Boutique Inn, which was in Harwich, which is a really nice mid-Cape, centrally located area. But uh, yes, they had lovely gardens, and that were you know starting and getting to start into bloom. And uh, both places were very nice in terms of an intimate, charming place where hosts and uh, uh, people who were there were very helpful, very friendly. Um, nice breakfasts, you know, and giving you the guidance that you need in terms of where do I go to get this, where do I go to do this, where do I eat, you know, this kind of thing. And I really appreciate that, which is why I really enjoy staying at these types of, of places, not only because they're atmospheric and the ambiance is wonderful, but because the people tend to be really just lovely people, very kind, very hospitable, and membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Uh, And the people that stay there as well are people that really, you know, they care about where they stay and the kind of experience that they have. I think there's something about bed and breakfast, and I, I think you know we've met a lot of uh, business women in B and Bs, especially when you're going off season midweek, yeah. uh, because a lot of women may go into town and they'll stay in a B and B because there's kind of a like a family atmosphere from it, and it's safer in some ways, and we've seen that happen, and uh, met a lot of women that travel like you know that that stay at B and Bs, and um, it, it's interesting because. You think about B&Bs, a lot of people that get into that, they, they want to host people. They like people. Right. And they have, right. a, they have a sense of community, and they oftentimes are taking over some kind of property that needs to be restored or saved. You know, and, and with what I was reading in your article, it seems like, I mean, the whole area has all kinds of architecture going on, whether it's Nantucket Island or at Cape Cod, that... The arch- I mean, it seems well. Cape Cod houses. I mean, we that the bungalows, right? They're are they bungalows? Cape Cods? They are bungalows. Well, they're they're not really. They're these incredibly weathered, cedar shake types of homes that have these. You know, you think about the the pitched roofs, the the gables, the dormers, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, like I said, I I think I, I said in my story something about that I, you know, had house envy because it was just you know you ooh and you ah and it's everything that you've ever expected it to be in the same in Nantucket too. It's just, you know, this, this wonderfully weathered uh, uh, look to those houses and in Cape Cod, all these beautiful white, uh, you know, wash type of homes and just, I don't know. It just, every, every, every block, every street, I was like, Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) See that, that makes you kind of like, okay, I travel a lot, but now suddenly I want to go and, I want the, I want the old house and I want the garden. You know, when I start seeing places like that, it's it's dangerous because yeah. I could become a homebody quickly with something like that. It's like I want to restore. You know, I want to be on HGTV with my house. No, <laughs> not really, but but you know what I mean. There's something about. Well, I I find it very important when when you find communities and cities that take care of their historic homes and keep them. Yes. That's a yes. big deal because a lot of places yes. like here, let's you know implode this. Look at Vegas. Let's implode this casino. Now we're all going. Oh, we wish we had the original casino. You yeah. Know? Right. So it's the same thing with homes and these historic buildings. And to me, it just feels well, like blowing you, up history you, doesn't work. You got some really cool history going on where you were in yeah. Nantucket and Cape Cod. I mean, that was like it fill your senses of what early. Um, United States America kind of history, you know, what it was like, what what it was like way back when for the development Absolutely. of this country. And it, you know, you can drive around and see these colonial uh, courthouses and these churches and these meeting houses. Mm. And, uh, you know, every town has these wonderful edifices. And uh, to me, they're like the guardians of the past. And uh, these mm. people take good care yeah. to preserve the past. And, they're some of the most photogenic uh, places that you'll ever see. They're just, they're beautiful. And uh, they have monuments. And uh, one in particular in, in Cape Cod is fabulous. I loved it. It was the Pilgrim Monument in, in Provincetown. And, you know, you climb and climb and climb and climb and climb all the way to the top. And then you get this spectacular uh, view of 
the whole area and the, you know it's just it's it's well worth the reward uh the reward, reward is well worth the uh, the climb but uh you also feel like gee there's there's history here but there's also this incredibly spectacular view you know mm. That's, these places are so important to keep in this world. You know, I don't want to travel and see exactly where I left. Mm. You right. know, the the right. let's right. just get all the houses out, square boxes. Everybody looks the same. Thank you very much. Now we have the homeowners association. You shall not paint your house a different color than I your neighbor. I want to be right. right. Yeah, I know. And and you know, it's like this. All we must all look the same. You know, I'm like really. Yeah. Really? What, what, I want to ask you this, Debbie. I mean, when you first got there, right? So, did you fly into Boston? Let, let's talk about getting there. What What was the experience like? Well, uh, to Cape Cod or to Nantucket? Which one? What, you went to Cape Cod first, right? Right, and Cape Cod is very accessible. Um, you can drive straight from Boston. You can drive from, you know, any of the areas in uh, the East Coast there, or you can fly. There's, you know, uh, air service that goes there. So that is relatively uh, easy uh, to get to. Um, in regards to Nantucket, um, you can only reach uh, via the air or via sea. And so the best way, uh, or not the best way, but the, the most common way that people uh, use to get to Nantucket is by the ferry. And it only takes an hour from Cape Cod. And it, it really, I, I, I mentioned this because it, it sets the scene for getting into the mm-hmm. island mode of feeling cool. like you're really far away, yet you're not far away. And so it's a great ferry ride and uh, lovely. And, and before you know it, you're there. But it is one of those ferry rides you get on in Cape Cod and you you have this experience, and then all of a sudden you're on Nantucket, and it's a, another transformative type of thing. So it really it got me into the the, the whole mood of the of the experience by by doing the ferry. That's for so for cool. you, I mean, then when you just get there, I mean, there's that feeling of like, oh, I'm somewhere new. I mean, did you have that like, oh, look at these buildings, look at this? You know, it's like, I know going from because I know you're based in the Southwest too, like we are. This is different right. than the Southwest. <laughs> I mean, we oh, may have water gosh. one day, but <laughs> it's different. No, it is truly different, and you really do feel uh, like you are far away. And uh, for me, it was everything that I had envisioned that part of uh, our country to be like, you know. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen pictures, of course, of movies and TV shows that have have been filmed, and and uh, you know, years ago I had been to Boston, but. You get onto the Cape and you get into Nantucket, and it really is everything. The realities are there. It becomes it becomes everything that you thought it was, and in a wonderful way. Now, did you see anything about Wings, the TV show, while you were there? <laughs> it's an important I saw question. Nothing, nothing about Wings. I do remember the show because I used to watch it all the time, as you did, and uh, also developed a, a real, uh, you know, fervor for wanting to visit that part of the uh, the country. And uh, but but in terms of, of seeing anything that was associated with the show, I did not. <laughs> oh, but you know but what? Then, this is pretty okay, cool. Though, but you... but this is a cool thing because some places like Tombstone got so crazy commercial over the movie that at one point, it, it changed now from what we've been seeing, at some point it got to this, like, come see the movie, and it forgot the the actual 
history. And there's some museum people that stood up and said, hello, this is the real history. Yeah. Remember this? You know? And so when right. it becomes too much of like the movie, the movie or TV series is fantastic. Uh, look at, you know, there's all these shows, you know, with New Orleans and all kinds of great places. But you've got to remember, like, it's a TV show, and you do get to see some of the setting. Like, we all want to go have a coffee on the Seinfeld episode that was filmed in Los Angeles, right? But it was New York. Right. <laughs> there's this balance. Absolutely. It doesn't make you want to go there, but I think towns, it just seems like where you were that they really are sticking to this is who we are. Like, they have a true yep. sense of who they are. And they're keeping their and heritage. I think, absolutely. There's a real sense of authenticity, I believe, um, which is manifested in, you know, the architecture, in the preservation, and in in the way of life. Um, you know, these people who live in the island life and, and what, they, what they truly treasure about it. Um, and I think... You know, everywhere you go on either Cape Cod or Nantucket, that is that is prominent, um, and these people want to keep it that way. It's a very special piece of paradise for them. Mm. Now, did you ever meet oh. the old man from Nantucket? No, Nancy, she's stuck on there. She, Nancy, is, I, I will say this: she had Cape Cod potato chips, though. She may not have met oh, the old yeah. kettle fried. Mm, so she had real good. kettle fried chips. Mm. Those are good. Well, you know, I had, go had there. to. Uh, Hyannis, uh, in Hyannis on the Cape is where the Cape Cod Potato Chips Factory is. And you can, of course, mm. take a tour and you get those wonderful samples. And, uh, mm, but yeah. Hyannis is really, you know, Hyannis is really known for um, being where uh, JFK, uh, his deep connection, you know, was to the Cape there in Hyannis. And that's where uh, the homes were and where the uh, Kennedy compound is and also where the Kennedy Memorial as well as one of the Kennedy museums. And uh, I know that a lot of people make, you know, pilgrimages specifically to uh, visit the memorial and to visit the mm. museum. Um, but it is, it is a really interesting museum with some amazing photography, uh, uh, things mm. that you wouldn't see or wouldn't have seen uh, about the family, about him, about, uh, you know, his, his brothers, his mm. wife, his father, his mother, and, you know, the life and legacy of, of JFK. This is cool. Awesome. Well, you know, always, yeah, you know, I've got to think, you know, just because I've not, we flew into, no, we flew into Newark. I'm thinking about, I know we landed in Boston at, at the airport and there was all this, we had a, I'm just thinking when we came back from South Africa and we flew into Newark, New Jersey, then went to Boston and had all these crazy layover things and got to Florida. And that, that's it for me in the, the Northwest or Northeast. I have no clue. Other than everything I've read in life about JFK and you just have these visuals. And then when, when reading your article put me into a place of I really want to go because, like, I've had this history idea in my head, but to get that tangible feel yeah. to me means everything in the world. And reading this, it's like, wow, you can go step in and see what, you know, who JFK mm -hmm. was really about in a museum. And, and then um, you went to the... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 
Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Cape Cod National Seashore, and we only have a few national seashores. I think only seven in the country, and uh, you went to one of them, and this is such a special, special place, and um, dare I say, everybody, we need to watch for this seashore right now that's under, anyway, uh, we have to watch for it and make sure it stays around, let's put it this way, and the more we go to these places, we'll understand why. Um, for you, what was the seashore like? Because these these are special, special places that we have in our country, these seashores. Absolutely. And what I like about it, because I'm always somebody who loves the wild, kind of untamed mm-hmm. coastline, and this is certainly that, and it's about, I think it's about 40 miles long. It's from Eastham down cool. in the south area of the Cape all the way on up to Provincetown area. And um, there's a couple of visitor centers where you, I think there's two, one on either end, where you can get Mm -hmm. an orientation and uh, see some interesting exhibits. But it is a place where you can just walk, and you were speaking about walking, I know, earlier. Just walk and stroll and sit and watch and take in uh, this incredible environment that, thank goodness, is protected. Yeah, this is something important. I mean, um, right now, a lot of our public lands are being reviewed. And so I just say, (laughs) that's why I'm saying it, to make sure. uh, Go visit it, number one, and also keep up with that. So um, there is a review for a lot of places. But uh, this is a national seashore, which, you know, our national park system, a lot of people think national parks, so it's Yosemite, Yellowstone. And so there's 59 in the national park status. But then we have historic trails. Uh, you know, you're in Santa Fe, <laughs> Debbie. You're part of that. Right. Uh, but there's, there's you know, monuments, and then there's seashores. And, and this is part of our National Park Service. And um, it's just one of the higher designations that we have in protection. And uh, definitely when we look at our marine areas, um, they're very important. And so I think this is such a special thing. And you got to see seals and cranberry bogs. Okay, that wait a minute. so cool. Are you, you saw cranberry bog <laughs> near or in I the seashore? It. Like, seriously, like cranberry bogs? They're, they're you know, the, it's, a, it's a long strip of, of land that is also, uh, you know, goes partially inland, too. And there are some bogs. Now, when I was there, you know, I think cranberry Cranberries, cranberries don't uh, ripen or come into being, I think, until they, the harvest is in the fall. But you could see where the bogs were, and there was, uh, you know, uh, I saw red red hues, and so I knew that they were the cranberry bogs. Um, but, yes, and in the, in the seashore, there are these historic buildings. You know, there are Coast Guard buildings. There's these amazing life – there's a life-saving station – and then my favorite, my all-time favorite, are, of course, the lighthouses, which are prolific mm-hmm. on Cape Cod and on Nantucket as well. And there's just something so romantic and, uh, you know, majestic about these beacons that, uh, and also so historic, too. And I just, I, w- I went crazy taking pictures of lighthouses. <laughs> well, I know we enjoyed them. And, and that's a, this is so cool. I mean, uh, so some of, one of the lighthouses that you photographed were, that was out on Nantucket, 
And it seemed you said you you have to have a permit to get out there and drive out there. But I'm going, okay, so how does this work? You can't drive to the island, right? There's no way to get there except for ferry or if you're going to fly in with wings, <laughs> wings well, you patrol. Can, you a, um, but, well, you, you can actually put your car on the ferry if you chose to bring a right. car. There is a car oh, ferry. Okay. But, but But most people... You know, just they they walk on, and then it's a very bikeable island, so you can bike so many places. But in this case, you're talking, I think, about Great Light, which um, takes mm-hmm. a little bit yes. to get to, and uh, you can rent a jeep which goes on the sand, um, and you can drive out there. Uh, so we rented a jeep for the day to be able to get to some of these places that we knew. Uh, by bike or walking would be, uh, you know, definitely a challenging or lengthy situation. Mm. So lighthouses, seals. Now, what a, you had potato chips, but I hear that you enjoyed a lot of ice cream because I know you. I know from when you were in Hawaii, you liked like the shaved ice treats and everything. And uh, so, like, you you have a thing for sweet treats. I know this. You like ice cream. Did you get enough well, over there? Well, you know what. <laughs> I love, I, I, you know, I like gelato in Italy. I like ice cream wherever, shaved ice. I'm a sucker for 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 ice cream, especially, uh, you know, at the seashore. Also, the fudge shops are amazing. But you know, what mm. they're really known for there are is seafood, and I adore seafood. And uh, in particular, uh, lobster makes a center stage. Uh, appearance on every menu in every possible form you can think of, and so I had lobster every way, which way you could have. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. And then I wanted to touch on, you know, we talk about the architect. I mean, there's just so much to this place. That I mean, these places, but I mean, the whole area, the architecture, because it even seemed like Cape Cod had a different architecture than what Nantucket Island was going through. You know, it's like two different, like, histories were happening. But, it, like, Nantucket, is that the one that has the cobble streets? Because the cobblestone streets, yes. to me, that is yes. just, that is precious. That is so precious, yes. and, like, yes. I want more of those in the world. Yeah, and these cobblestones, I think, were laid on the main street in, I think, 18. 30s sometime around there and so they you know they have a definite uh, history and you walk off the uh, ferry and you're right there in the middle of the historic core of of, uh, Nantucket and the Nantucket town area and it immediately transports you uh, back into history and uh, then you'll find that they there are all these Native American place names, and actually, for a bit of trivia, Nantucket has the largest concentration of Native American place names in the country. Wow. 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 Hmm. Who knew? I mean, an yep. island, you know? Yep. Here's this little yep. island, it, take your ferry, and yeah, and then learn. Well, I think that's important, though, because we got to think about our, you know, we think about American history, and we forget about the ancient history that has been there for, you know, thousands of years beforehand. And I always right. want to bring that up when we talk about history, because we must, and it's true. It must be really interesting. <laughs> Real. The first people who sailed to America, whether whatever coastline, right, mm-hmm. and they get off their, their ship, and, and there's people, and they're like, who put you here? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing here? That's right. It's <laughs> It's got to be. I mean, Who are you? I mean, did you? I mean, when you were, because you said like Cape Cod has over 80 museums, right? I mean, that's a uh, lot of yes, museums. Yes. 
So they take their history seriously and and, and should be for where you were positioned at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you feel like, I mean, we look at what happens on Thanksgiving and everything, and then there's the history of, no, it's really not how it went down. And I mean, did you (laughs) get any of that vibes when you were going through the history, the the museums, like, you know, the, um, a little bit. I mean, it, you know, it surprised me some of the things. I mean, I didn't realize that the you know pilgrims had, you know, stopped in uh, in uh, a place before they stopped in Plymouth, and you know, stopped right there in the Cape. And I mean, there are some mm. things that I was unaware of, and that uh, they they try to be accurate and authentic to that history. And I think uh, if you mm. you truly want the, the 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 correct interpretation, you know, you head to the source and. For me, history comes alive when you are actually there at the source. I agree. I so believe and that's that. what when when you were talking about the Mayflower, and then they mm. stopped here, and then they then they went on. Uh, I didn't know that either. I was like, no way! I didn't know that. Like seriously, we need to go. Just even to exactly going to the source, going to the place, seeing what, and walking around the town. And I love this that it's so walkable because then you can soak in the atmosphere. But I've got right. to bring up. You know how we like our wine and our happy hour time. Apparently, <laughs> there's breweries and distilleries and a Nantucket vineyard that we need to know about. And oh cocktails. my gosh! Well, you, well, you know, there's this this wonderful, as I call it, the uh, uh, triumvirate of of this Nantucket Vineyard. So it's the wine, the Triple Eight Distillery. So you've got your liquor, and then your Cisco Brewers, which you know has your your ale and your beer. So the one wonderful thing about it is it they're all together. So they're like right there on the same property. And so you can go from, you know, one little thing to the other, and you can sample your wine, your liquor, your your uh, beer. And at the same time, if you're there uh, on certain nights, you can also uh, enjoy some live music. So it's kind of a, a really neat little place on, on Nantucket. And some people had told about cool. it, told us about it beforehand, and so we, we headed out there. And, uh, yes, it was fun, and we, we really enjoyed uh, tasting some of the, all their, their offerings, which they try and and incorporate some, you know, some interesting um, flavors that are authentic to the the island. You know, whether it's a cranberry vodka or, or whatever in that respect. So that was that was wonderful. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, we got to think about the cranberries. This is you know because I always thought you know Michigan area or Wisconsin for cranberries. I mean, I don't know. I've I haven't been out there yet. You know, I'm from I think, Africa. You know, I, don't I think know. you can find yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can find you can find cranberries. You know, yes. In in your speaking of the right, the Midwest, yes, definitely. But uh, in the New England area, in this particular area, they're you know very well known for for their cranberries as well. So uh, yeah, that's something ah. that might come as a surprise to people as well. But uh, definitely, well I'd then love that to go that back. explains some of the Thanksgiving lore then, right? So there right. there were cranberries. Oh, right. <laughs> yep. Because yep, you talk about exactly in, in, you in your article you talk about there's wild wild cranberry bogs they're oh, they're cool. wild yes. so you know we look yes. there's wild grapes everywhere and and when you go hiking in California you'll see wild grapes and you'll find like right. huckleberries everywhere you know uh, so there's you know a lot of our stuff really comes from the native part of like where they belong mm-hmm. they came from just you know we change them up for what our needs are. When it comes to plants, absolutely. It's interesting. Absolutely. Thank the missionaries absolutely. for that. I've always wanted to write a book on the history of plants and what happened, and then I realized um, then I would be doing that for the rest of my life because they got transported <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so there's 
so much of that, so that's not happening, but I'll do what I can as we go. But that's why I love the cranberry part. I was like, oh, look at that. Who knew, you know? But I want to give everybody uh, some information. If you're going to go to Cape Cod, which it sounds like you really should, go to capecodchamber.org. If you go to Nantucket Island, go to nantucketchamber.org. So basically, the names of the towns, chamber.org, so capecodchamber.org, nantucketchamber.org, and I'm going to get on there, too, and, and start browsing around. We got It sounds like we need to go northeast. We haven't done that yet. So No, we haven't. I know. Thank you for doing that, Debbie. You need to go. You need to go. It's, it's, I think everybody needs a little Cape Cod and Nantucket in their life. I really do. I like it. And Martha's Vineyard isn't that far from there because you said you saw views Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. It? Yep. It's right there, too. Another little ferry ride, a hop, skip, and a jump. Oh. Okay, so you know the one-hour walk thing for us is a big deal. You know, we've been working on this for years, but then thought, okay, it's going to be bigger than articles and interviews and, you know, and, and videos, but we're starting our one-hour walk group on Facebook. Everybody hashtag one-hour walk. One is typed out. Um, but I w- because I know you've, I mean, you've walked the Grand Canyon, you know, you've walked all over the place, so... If you could take up, number one, for you as a travel writer and as a traveler, what does it mean for you to just go off on your own and take a walk? Well, it's, for me, one of the most wonderful ways to explore an area and to be present in an area, uh, truly present and uh, feeling a part of wherever it is that you are, whether you're in a downtown corridor, whether you're in the mountains somewhere, wherever it might be, to me it's, it's the stop and smell the the roses, the tulips, the whatever mm-hmm. mountain laurel, and and just and just be be present in that moment wherever it is that you are. I like that. Yep, that's so true. So if you could take a walk with anyone anywhere, who, where, what's going on? We want the schedule. Well, let's see. Um, I, you know, I love coastal walks because living in uh, New Mexico, of course, I really. I, I, I love the water and don't get it here, uh, you know, unless it's rivers. So I would take a coastal walk, and it, I think perhaps uh, somewhere rugged, maybe the, the coast of Oregon or else uh, the west coast of Vancouver, mm. Vancouver Island out there by Euclid and Tofino. And as to who I would walk with, I, I would love to take my 94-year-old father who loves the ocean and loves that type of thing and of course yes we would walk slowly but nevertheless we would really take our time and enjoy joy being there together Mm, that's special you know that that brings memories of when we Mm. went to mount rainier in in washington and um, oh yeah. We we got to Mount Rainier and we kind of looked on the website and we were doing all these radio shows all the way up. We'd been to the Sequoias real quick, got to Portland to do a radio show at a garden expo, and went up and said, "Well, Mount Rainier is just up there. Let's go." And we did. <laughs> and it was one of these, you know, here, just go. And we went there and it was over Labor Day weekend yes. of the worst time to go, oh. but. Wow. One of the most spectacular things we've ever experienced in our lives. The flowers were thick. I mean, it was just absolutely mind-blowing. I had never experienced alpine, Mm. like an alpine setting like that. A little bit in South Africa, but not the season where all these flowers are like that. And I I was absolutely just just amazing. Never just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine it. But Mm. 
anyway, we spent some time, and then we took a hike with a group of people that we knew. And where we went, like the younger guys all went, and they, they were trying to do that really big long trail, the Wonder Trail or something mm, out yeah. there. But they went off, and it was Nancy and I and a lady who was this plant specialist that we were filming talking about nursery mm. plants versus mm. what's in the wild. It was really interesting right. how we done all this stuff. And so we set off real slow because I'm filming and everything. And we kind of all stopped. There was this young young man, probably in his 20s mm-hmm. to 30s, and his grandma, I would suppose. Great we don't grandma, know, great grandma. I mean, the wispy, wild, white hair all tied up in a bun, and she had her hiking gear on, and she, they were moving step by step. But going in, I mean, literally. And this view that they were experiencing was, and I wanted to, like, stop and go, okay, I know we go slow, but, like, this is even better. Like, I want to hang with you because you see so much more. But they were doing it, and it was probably one of the things that really spurred our tour of mm. national parks was that lady who and her her face her when her, she, whoever was taking her as she came around that one band where she got the full view of the flowers and and Mount Rainier mm. she automatically her the, the joy and the surprise and she lost like 50 years mm-hmm. she looks yeah. it, it was like yeah. it was amazing and she was yeah, only they, able to yeah. maybe shuffle 6 inches at a time Mm. To to get where she was going, and she had some you know walking poles with her to help her along. But you know, and the joy the two experienced, you know, the the son or grandson that made it happen for her, and her just being able to see it. Was yeah, I think there's such an there's such an awe in in exploring nature on foot, and mm. I feel when I when I see older people who are continuing to hike. You know, uh, you say to yourself, I'd like to be exactly like that person and continue putting right. one foot in front of another, you know? Mm. And you, there's no big deal about how fast you, you go. Know. That's why I say about this Facebook group with one-hour walk, because, like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I'm doing it. And I just keep telling people <laughs> I'm doing it step by step. No jokes. Truly, I mean it. Like, I'm just doing it step by step. But people are joining bit by bit. It's happening. And pe- we've seen posts today. I'm like, there people are posting from L.A. to Great. Botswana. Great. And it's like, wow, I'm watching this this connection over walking, and I think it's so cool because it's about travel at the end mm-hmm. of the day, but traveling with eyes, and and you do right. that with your articles. You right. bring us into this is the experience. It's you know that's I think very important. And so I love the little seal picture. Yes, the seals. So, oh, oh my gosh, the seals are so cute. So cute. I was I like, know. oh wow, you're so wonderful. Oh. Um, aren't they awesome? I love in your article you talk about those rocks that you think you're seeing. Well, once you get up close, they're seals. I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, it's a man. real surprise. You're like walking up there and you see these gray things in the distance. You're thinking, oh, that's a bunch of rocks. And then you get there and those gray things are actually lolling around and moving. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're seals. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so, awesome. so, Debbie, where's your next destination? Well, I just got back from hiking in the Smokies. Where, speaking of walking, we did uh, lots of hiking, about 10 miles a day on parts of the Appalachian wow. Trail. And uh, 
my my one word, such as the lighthouses in New England, my one word was waterfalls in the Smokies. And uh, it was spectacular, just a spectacular way to explore that part of the neck of of the country. So, yeah, that's that's where I have been and where I am going is uh, Bhutan in a couple of weeks. Wow. Wow. That's like, you know, from Cape Cod to... <laughs> to Smokies to Bhutan. Have a little variety in your life, why don't you? <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is awesome. Uh, before you go, Smoky Mountains, um, we've covered a little bit about that with the fires. Uh, what can you tell everybody about that? Um, it, 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 I mean, are you, did you have an amazing experience that people should still go, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, you can see in parts, you know, where the fire uh, hit, which was very tragic um, because it was unavoidable and set um, basically, uh, you know, deliberately from what I understand uh, and very careless actions. But uh, there there will be new growth coming back. Things will start to come yes. through. And it, it, there's so much territory in the Smokies that, uh, you, you know, you don't have to be hiking where the fire is. There's just, you know, endless amounts of trails. I think they had, you know, I, I think there's like 900 established trails in the Smoky Mountains National Park, wow. which is insane. Insane. That's so. crazy. And you, you go, got go, on the, go. the big A. You got on the big yes. A, the Appalachian Trail, and, you know, where Grandma Gatewood walked twice. And she I did got twice. on the big, yep. Oh, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, everyone, again, I, I've got to tell everybody the article regarding Cape Cod and Nantucket Island. Go to nationalparktraveling.com. Just go to the search box and type in Cape Cod. You'll find it. Um, also, uh, for the list of articles that uh, Debbie has on Big Blend uh, and on both our magazines, just go to blendradioandtv.com. Click on the expert department, and you can click on Debbie. Uh, you'll find her there, and you'll see her articles and also her past interviews. So thank you so much, Debbie. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. I really enjoy it as always. And one word, walk. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Walk, walk, walk. I'm going to write a song about walking. You sound like a walk two camp. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. <laughs> All right, on that note. All right, you take care and enjoy your next walk in Bhutan. Oh, my gosh. I want to All hear right. about that. Great. Take Thanks care. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 